Hi everyone, uh, this video I've put together to just help you uh, kind of map out and understand all the kind of key models and frameworks that we've had a look at. We've looked at lots of different topic areas, policies, reports. Um, I've made a video on mapping the social determinants of health to help you see how it all fits together. And this one will be to concentrate on the, on the models and frameworks that, that we've used. Uh, or that we study. So how can you use these um, models or frameworks? Um, you can uh, use them to analyze interventions. So you know, what level is this intervention working on? What area is it working on? Is it working on different levels and in different areas? Because we've seen that um, uh, to be effective interventions need to work on different levels, such as the Ottawa Charter, build healthy public policy, create supportive environments, etc. Or they need to work across whole systems. So the Marmot Review gave us lots of different policy areas that were suggested that uh, to address the social determinants of health to improve the conditions of daily life across lots of different areas. And the Foresight Report showed us the kind of um, obesity systems map. So we can't just work on perhaps physical activity or the food environment or individual psychology levels. We need to work across uh, lots of these systems. So you can use this to identify what levels interventions are working at, but also you can be uh, uh, critical in terms of intervention. So in your assignment, in the critical analysis section, you could say, oh, this intervention is only working at this level or in this area of the system. And you know, to, to have effective health improvement across a population, we need to ensure that we're working at many levels across many different systems, ideally all of them not just obviously focus on individual behavior change. So they're good to um, analyze interventions and, and be critical about, you know, what what things are missing, what else needs to change to across the whole system uh, to improve health. So these are why these models and frameworks are useful. So the first one was the Ottawa Charter in 1986, and that gave us some um, key concepts that uh, have basically underpinned the social determinants of health and um, and, and uh, the obesogenic environment, but particularly feed through to the social determinants. So health is a state of complete physical, mental and social well-being, not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. So if we remember um, health as simply the absence of disease is a, is a pathogenic approach, so a curative medical approach and uh, trying to move from being sick to um, not being sick um, is you know, pathogenesis can get us there but to move from not being sick to um, having positive health health to flourishing to doing really well um, to feeling good and functioning well is about salutogenesis identifying the resources and capabilities and assets for for health in society and in communities and in individuals so it, it gave us the idea of, uh, that health is a uh, multifaceted um, state, but also it's a positive state, not just the absence of disease. Uh, as such, it's a resource for daily life. It helps us to achieve our um, goals, to fulfill our potential and get the most out of our life in terms of, you know, being socially and economically productive. So health is a resource for daily life. Again, the underpinning of the, the social determinants of health, health is created, again, the salutogenic approach created and, and lived by the people within the settings of their everyday life where they grow, learn, work, play, and love. Um, so the social determinants of health are the places where people are born, grow, live, work, and age. So um, the underpinning 
principle here from the Ottawa Charter uh, you know, set uh, the course for the social determinants of health being recognised. Um, and the actual definition of health promotion is the process of enabling people to increase control over and improve their health. And often it's talking about having control over uh, the also the determinants of health that perhaps would otherwise be outside of their control. So the Ottawa Charter gave us um, three strategies that we can uh, undertake as as professionals in our in our role, whatever our role is as, as health professionals. Uh, we can advocate for health. So to advocate is um, to uh, support an idea. So in whatever role we are in, um, we are trying to make uh, conditions uh, for health improvement uh, favourable. So we're advocating for health it, it, at whatever level. Uh, enable, so enable means give someone the authority or means to do something. So here we are um, trying to enable health equity, okay, fairness in health, by reducing the differences in health statuses um, or ensuring equal opportunities to resources that enable people to be healthy. So enable is all about enabling health equity. And mediating is to intervene in a dispute and bring about agreement. And we've seen that there are, can be conflicts because we're talking about complex um, situations in society. We might have to mediate between, for example, the interests, the commercial interests of business and public in health interests of perhaps making people consume less of the product that a, a business is selling by regulation or taxation. So these, those are the three strategies that we should um, undertake as professionals. Importantly for your um, assignments uh, and you know, now and in the future, the five action areas that the Ottawa Charter highlighted was build healthy public policy. Often this is something that governments would do or organisations. Um, create supportive environments that could be physical environments. Um, it could be social environments or um, commercial environments. Uh, strengthen community actions so work with communities um, to, to increase the social capital and connection in communities to help them take control over their health and develop personal skills, which you'll be familiar with working with people on an individual level and reorient health services. Um, so putting uh, not putting all our money, time and resources into like, medical curative services, because we know that um, the social determinants of health, the things outside often of the health service have the biggest impact on population health. So putting more money into prevention, preventative services, not just into healthcare, as important as that is. So that was uh, the main points from the Ottawa Charter. And, and going forward, you might pick out some of the um, the onward charters that kind of strengthen some of the ideas of the Ottawa Charter, and they focused on particular areas. So the next uh, framework um, theory um, is the social determinants of health, and this is the places where people are born, grow, live, work, and age. And we saw the the famous Dahlgren and Whitehead um, diagram, you know, highlighting that all the different interconnecting layers of the social determinants of health, and there's lots of academic work which um, highlights these, one of which was the um, Marmot and Wilkinson uh, Social Determinants Health book on the reading list, um, the Health Foundation, and there's lots of other supporting material. So this uh, is the, the the concept of the of the conditions of daily life where people are born, grow, live, work in Asia, and how um, that impacts on health. So we, we did look um, at 
a model from uh, take, taken from Marmot and Wilkinson uh, on the, on the bottom left here, and we uh, discovered some important uh, things around uh, social position. So how the conditions of daily life, your position in society, can translate through to um, increased risk of illness, and we saw that having uh, you know less control over your life in terms of your work and your social environment can lead to increased exposure to levels of stress and there's essentially um, a number of pathways from this so in, in increased lack of control leading to increased exposure to stress uh, impacts uh, your body over the decades which uh, and your physiological systems making you more uh, susceptible to chronic disease so there's the um, psychosocial pathway there. Uh, there are health behaviours. So the less control you have, the more stress you have in your life. You, a good way to deal with uh, stress is to smoke and drink and undertake unhealthy behaviour. And uh, the third way is, is simply having uh, less uh, material resources. So you might be um, in absolute poverty as we saw, absolute poverty cannot explain everything. It's your relative position in society. So how much control you have, how much material factors you have. If you um, have very little control over your life, you, you will have more stress and are more likely to engage in unhealthy behavior. So we started to um, look at the underpinnings of how social position through the social determinants of health the conditions of daily life can um, create increased risk of ill health through these three different ways. So I've also included uh, another document uh, more up to date from Public Health England on the psychosocial pathways and health outcomes, which basically um, uh, is building on the model from Marmot and Wilkinson. Um, and it's slightly more up to date. So that the diagram above um, is, is explaining again, the material conditions, the psychosocial factors and health related behaviors uh, and how this is all mediated by your position in society and how much control you have over your life and therefore how much stress you're exposed to. So we understood how the conditions of daily life, the social determinants of health, your position in society can impact on your disease exposure. In your assignment, will you need to go into um, all the, the physiological, neuroendocrine and immune response um, details? No, you just need to be able to demonstrate your understanding that, that, that this is the, the, the pathway. We, we, this is not the type of module where we're looking at um, you know, the detailed physiology, we're just demonstrating that we, the evidence exists that these are the pathways from social position to increase risk of ill health. So, got lots of evidence on the social determinants of health and how social position um, translates to uh, increased risk of ill health. So the, the first real global framework around this was from the WHO, the Commission on the Social Determinants of Health, closing the gap in a generation um, and this the purpose of this um, document was to really pull together all the global evidence and um, convince governments uh, that um, the social determinants of health were incredibly important and um, a matter of social justice and that we needed to um, act upon this and uh, 
reduce health inequalities between countries, so between rich and poor countries, and also within countries, between the rich, richer and the poor people within countries. And the important message, you know, that these differences in life expectancy and healthy life expectancy should never happen. Um, they're preventable and unjust, and um, social injustice is killing people on a grand scale, a really strong statement from the WHO. So what was a framework from this document that's important to us? They said to reduce health inequalities, uh, we need to do three things. Um, so we need to improve the conditions of daily life, the circumstances in which people are born, grow, live, work and age. Okay, that seems fairly straightforward. And to do this, we need to tackle the inequitable or unfair distribution of power, money and resources, which are the things that drive the conditions of daily life. And we need to do this globally, nationally and locally. So again, this relates to, to lots of stuff that we I don't expect you to be experts in. And I'm not an expert in. So, you know, um, economics and tax policy. Um, I don't expect you to understand this in any great detail, but we need to be aware as health professionals that taxation, how much money governments have to spend on on society and the social determinants of health and improving the social determinants of health is, is, is really important. Okay, So um, you, you may make reference to some of the financial um, recommendations from the Marmot Review or, or, or this um, report when you suggest what other things have to happen, you know, in section three of your assignment, what other things have to happen to improve health. Okay. Sometimes it's also financial and tax systems, but again, not in great, great detail, but we need to know that and demonstrate we know that this is important. The third part, measure, uh, train and raise awareness and measure the problem and evaluate action. So um, having a good evidence base, develop a workforce that's trained in the public, sorry, in the social terms of health, which is what we're uh, doing. So you guys are aware of all these other wider factors that influence people's health and raise public awareness about the social determinants of health. So again, we looked very briefly at the um, Health Foundation work on um, changing the message on the social determinants of health. You may mention something like this uh, in your ass assignment, but this is stuff that we're going to look at in more detail in the, th in the third year. So a really important framework, global framework, um, to tackle health inequality. So again, you can use this framework when you come to the third section of your assignment to, to say, you know, what else needs to happen? Okay, how do we reduce health inequalities, improve the conditions of daily life and all the rest? Okay, so moving from this kind of global framework, from the WHO down to a national framework, which was the Marmot Review in 2010. So from the Marmot Review, uh, we obviously had quite a lot of information on the really um, quite, you know, stark health inequalities and social gradients uh, in, in the UK. So that the Marmot Review gave us all this um, evidence that there, there was quite a, a, a problem in the UK in terms of health inequalities. So what were the other important points from the Marmot Review that might uh, be useful uh, in your assignment if you're describing this, you know, the social determinants of health? What are some of the important points? So the social gradient in health um, gives us evidence that you know, if health is socially patterned, which it is for, for most uh, health problems, um, we can see that this provides evidence that you know, health is influenced by a wi wide range of social factors. It can't be attributed just to 
people's genetics or individual behavior or healthcare because we can see patterns uh, in terms of your socioeconomic group and your education, et cetera, et cetera. So health has a massive social element. And because there is a, a gradient that runs across all of society, it's not just the, the poor are very ill and everyone else across society is fine. Uh, there's a gradient, okay, and it runs all the way across society. So health inequalities affect everyone. And the, uh, the other important part of this evidence is that it's your relative position in in society so even if you're you know um, not at the bottom but you're in the middle or somewhere between the bottom and the middle you know or anywhere below the top your your health will your life expectancy and healthy life expectancy will be lower so it's about your relative position where you are on, on in society and this relates to the psychosocial impacts of um the social determinants of health. It's not just about absolute poverty, um, that you're very, very poor and you can't afford anything, so you've got a problem. It's your relative position, where you are in comparison to everyone else and how that affects your your life in terms of your control, stress, health behaviours, and, and the assets, that, or the, the financial resources you have to, to live, okay? So the social gradient also gives us evidence for the importance of relative position okay as opposed to absolute poverty so related to that is proportionate universalism um so no one's saying that we we can eliminate the social gradient um you know, there's always going to be differences but we we can make them we can make the differences smaller okay we can make the differences between groups and people smaller so that everyone has uh, that we can improve health equity so everyone has better health okay um, and because there is a social gradient that runs across all of society, we, we, we therefore must act across all of society. We can't just um, deliver lots of interventions to the poor and ignore everyone else, okay? Because everyone is affected by health inequalities, but we need to do it proportionately. So the people who are most in need, we need to give them the most resources to improve their health or, or work on the, the determinants that impact them the most, okay? But we've got to, work across society because everyone is impacted. Another important part from uh, Michael Marmot, um, another important point is that we need to uh, act across all of the social determinants of health. So again, this could be a point in your assignment. So you might say, well, you might focus on, on one social determinant of health or, or one part of the I know, food environment or physical activity environment and there might be some success in that intervention, but to really improve health or reduce obesity in society, we need to act across all of the social determinants of health or all of the um, obesity systems map to, to, to improve health of the population. Okay, we can't just focus on one area and ignore the others because even if we do lots of good work in, in one area, um, that good, those gains in health might be undone or made worse by, you know, damaging elements in another area. So we've got to act across all of society. And importantly, uh, the fundamental drivers, the structural drivers are the inequitable differences in power and money and resources. So even if you're talking about physical activity or the food environment, uh, so green space, active travel, you know, access to healthy food, um, it's behind all that is the the difference in power, money and resources. So we, we still, even if we do lots of great interventions, improving the food environment and getting people physically active, we still need to work on 
people having enough money to live a healthy life and having a, a fair tax system. So again, a little bit of a mention about the, you know, the, the structural drivers would be good. So, and again, the, the double goal of, uh, you know, improving health and well-being for all, you know, having increasing life expectancy is great, but we also must reduce the gaps uh, between people. So we must reduce the, the health inequalities. So we should make that gradient shallower. Okay, so, so everyone has better health. We're never gonna have equal health. Okay, that's fine, that's not expected, but we've got to reduce those differences uh, to make them uh, smaller. And we can see that other countries have done this okay so there's evidence from elsewhere um, both the marmot review and the foresight report talked about a life course perspective okay um, disadvantage and you know drivers for obesity you know, start right at the start of life uh, and, and can be cumulative across the life course so we've got to to um, work uh, across the life course for all these interventions so um, for mothers with you know, pregnant mothers and um, babies and young kids and in school and in um, you know, higher education and employment and training and uh, in retirement. So we've got to, to target our interventions right across the life course, okay? Not just you know, for one group. Um, one other point um, is that Marmot made is that um, you know, often we just measure the success of a society through its economic growth, its GDP, gross domestic product. But that's not the only thing we should be measuring in terms of a successful society. You know, the levels of inequalities in health in the society should be a, a measure of uh, you know, how that society is doing. Um, and we did, and, and how, you know, again, this is really important now, you know, environmental sustainability, how are we doing on environmental sustainability, not just our, our, our economic growth. Um, so this relates to some, some of the videos you've seen in terms of uh, the World Happiness Report. Again, there's a different way to rate the success of society and some of the, the work of, of Wilkinson and Pickett around income inequalities and um, levels of health inequalities in different countries. There are different ways to measure uh, the success of societies. From the Marmot Review, there were also six policy objectives. So, uh, as I've mentioned for the for the assignment, you know, you look at these six areas, you, you describe them, and and you'll focus down into one area in section two if you're doing the social terms of health assignment. Some of these you might think, oh, these are really outside my comfort zone. Um, but the one that might resonate with you most as, as professionals who are working on physical activity and, um, and nutrition is creating and developing sustainable places and communities, which we'll talk about active travel, walking, cycling, um, your neighborhood safety, green space, um, you know, the food environment within communities. You might find this um, your, the area you feel most comfortable with. But um, have, a, have a read of um, that, that uh, chapter, particularly in the Marmot Review, and see if you, you, um, it, you feel comfortable in terms of some of the areas that it's talking about. I, I think you will. So how did the Marmot Review uh, fit together? You had Marmot's six uh, policy objectives. So in this diagram to the right, which A to F. Um, and some of the, the key principles that Marmot was talking about, reducing health inequalities and improving health for all important principle, creating an enabling society that maxi maximizes individual community potential. This is talking about, you know, um, health is a resource for daily life, um, ensuring people have good control over their lives. If people have control over their lives 
and we have a, a society, an enabling society, people can fulfill their potential, okay, and live more productive, healthier, uh, and economically uh, productive lives. Okay. It's talking about you know, ensuring social justice and environmental sustainability are in there, okay. These are, again, in the third year, we'll look at the importance of, of linking the health and the environmental sustainability agendas together, but uh, ensuring that when policy is made, we ensure that there's social justice, um, we ensure that there's uh, consideration given to health and environmental sustainability. Okay. Um, the policy mechanisms at the bottom, we need to ensure that um, there is uh, health equity in all policies. What does that mean? Any policy that's written in terms of you know government or local government, we need to ensure that um, it's giving consideration to health and we need to ensure that um, the action that we're taking has good has good a good evidence base okay um, that there's there's evidence to justify uh, our interventions so that's how the marmot review fitted together with those six recommendations and importantly creating an enabling society ensuring uh, social justice health and sustainability are key parts of um, the policies to improve life expectancy and reduce differences in health inequalities and this is how we can map that across the life course. Um, so, so building on the kind of sustainable places and communities and ensuring everyone has a healthy standard of living that works right across the life course. And, you know, how we can uh, map Marmot's focus on early years, skills development, so school and higher education and training, employment and work. Um, if we can map these, um, his six policy areas all the way across the life course, this will mean that people uh, will, um, the conditions of daily life will be improved across the life course and people will be, be uh, able to have more control over their lives and, and, and therefore live healthier lives. They'll be exposed to less stress, less um, harmful health behaviors and therefore live longer and healthier lives. Okay. So that's how the Marmot, the key points of the Marmot Review fit together. So, um, the next one that we looked at was the um, the Government Office for Science Foresight Report. What were the key points from this? Again, um, you know, it's talking about complex systems, um, which is you know, the, the theme really of this module, that things are more complex than um, individual uh, behavior. Um, they, they highlighted, you know, it's not because you know, since the 1980s, we suddenly don't have like less willpower since the 1980s. We, you know, our biology is not different. We haven't suddenly undergone some radical evolutionary step where we're all just, you know, more susceptible to obesity. It's the fact that society has really, really changed um, quite radically, driven by by technology over the last, well, since really, the, I guess, the 1950s, the 70s, and, you know, really accelerated in the 80s. And societies that have um, physical activity engineered out of daily life and have easy access to um, you know calorie dense food that's cheap and all the kind of cultural and societal built environment drivers around around us means that we are now our, our, our strategy for survival which is eat as much as possible and rest whenever we can because we are now in an environment where those things are way too easy to do that it's exposed our it's made the, our survival strategy into a strategy for becoming ill, okay? Because we, are, we put on weight and we retain it and we become ill um, from it, uh, overconsumption and lack of physical activity, okay? So those were the arguments.
it's the environment that's changed around us that's causing that's driving the obesity epidemic so uh, you remember the obesity systems map uh, which highlighted um, a number of areas that are contributing towards obesity um, and some of the things that they were talking about is this is as complex as climate change uh, there, are, there are lots of complex systems um, at work here which um, you know, we have looked at two essentially we've looked at the food environment and we've looked at the physical activity environment you will have looked and you will look or will have looked at you know the psycho psychological environment of lead for example so there's lots of different drivers to obesity and again showing that it's not as simple as just changing one thing and you know, we've solved the problem it's very complex so some of the useful kind of um frameworks that the uh, the the foresight report talked about uh, is this idea of a focused initiative with enablers and amplifiers so you've got your initiative um, which might work for a particular group in a particular setting. Um, but if you just do that, it's not going to, to um, have a, a big impact or enough impact. You need to ensure that you have what's called enablers. Um, so these would often, these are kind of uh, education or perhaps provision of um, some environmental tweak or, or, or service, so you know, it's got here provision of bike lanes or education around food and physical activity. So the, the enablers are necessary to improve the focused initiative, but not sufficient to, to um, ensure its success. Okay. And on top of that, you need the amplifiers, and these are the key to shifting the whole system um, towards uh, you know, improved health uh, behaviours and health environments. So these are things that you might think about in terms, if we broke this down into the Ottawa Charter, we might think of amplifiers as creating healthy public policy and creating support of environments and enablers also perhaps support of envir environments and um, health literacy, so you know, improving personal skills. Uh, and the, the focused initiative could be you know, working uh, with communities or individuals, etc. So the amplifiers are more, more big system things like public policy. So here it's got the example of um, control the advertising of high fat and salt and sugar foods you know you could talk about you know taxing food uh, charging you know congestion charges so stop, stopping people coming into the center of towns in their polluting vehicles so quite big policy and built environment interventions so the foresight report um, so when you're thinking about the uh, intervention you might have chosen uh, for the foresight report you can you can think about well what are the enablers and amplifiers that could help this intervention be more successful. Are they in place? And if they're not in place, what, what could they be? Okay, as well as you know, looking at the, the success of the initiative itself. What are the things that also need to work um, to make this uh, intervention or initiative more successful? The enablers and the amplifiers. It also has this useful concept of uh, generations. Um, so, that they're discussing that each with each generation, if we can um, maintain sustained um, changes across the obesity systems map with focused initiatives, with enablers, with amplifiers, um, you know, locally, nationally, and sorry, an individual, local and national level, we will start to make change. And by the time we get to the fourth generation, if we can 
maintain these um, or sustain these changes, we will start to see significant change. Okay. So that's a long term view of how, how this works. We will, we will see increasing change with each generation. And we are perhaps you know, the first generation uh, who will perhaps live uh, you know, less, uh, less long and less healthy lives than our than the previous generation because of the intensification of the obesogenic environment. Okay. But we can reverse that over generations. So the key point really is that uh, from the foresight report is this idea of uh, initiatives with enablers and amplifiers so if you have an, an, an a focused initiative an intervention uh, you really need to ensure that um, we have an enabler uh, education and perhaps provision of, of built environments and amplifiers which could be public policy and big infrastructure changes to ensure that these initiatives uh, actually work at scale, so on a large scale rather than just a very small scale. So this is probably the most important um, part alongside the obesity systems map of the Foresight Report. So that's a whiz through of all the kind of key points of the of the systems and uh, the frameworks and perhaps how you can use those frameworks to um, classify an intervention, to analyse an intervention and suggest what other things have to happen to improve the impact um, of the intervention on reducing obesity, on reducing health inequalities and, and um, increasing life expectancy and healthy life expectancy. So that's a, a run through, a summary of all the, the big things that we've been through. So hopefully you find that useful. Thanks very much.